Previously on Thanos vs. Hulk Intergalactic teleporter and petty criminal Pip the Troll was tasked with abducting Bruce Banner so that Annihilus, insect overlord of the Negative Zone, could isolate and access the power of the Hulk. Thanos' attempt to disrupt the process failed, and Annihilus underwent the procedure, becoming enormous and incredibly strong. With Pip's assistance, the Hulk was finally freed, and Annihilus found a worthy opponent upon which to unleash his new power. But does either combatant realize the true scope of Thanos' plan? Thanos vs. Hulk number 4, Anaya Hulk, had a cover date of May 2015 and an on-sale date of March 25th, 2015, with an original cover price of $3.99. The writer and artist was Jim Starlin, inks Andy Smith, letters Travis Lanaham, colorist was Frank Diarmada, the editor Will Moss, assistant editor John Mosain, the cover art was either by Jim Starlin, Andy Smith, and Frank Diarmada, or Ron Lim, Andy Smith, and Chris Sotomayor. Annihilus and Hulk fight and trash up the negative zone, until Annihilus decides to use his ability to cause the Hulk to feel great fear, leading the Hulk to run away. Meanwhile, Pip the Troll recovers from accidentally being knocked out last issue, and sees the Hulk's run from Annihilus. Pip realizes that eventually a scared animal will turn and attack, and sure enough, the Hulk does. Hulk fights against Annihilus, even though he might be outclassed, and even Pip joins the fight. Well, he teleports onto Annihilus' back and places a bomb there. It helps. Finally deciding to do what Buck has been saying from the beginning, Pip grabs the Hulk and teleports the two of them back to Earth. The Hulk does not feel the same level of gratitude for this that Pip feels he should, but Pip still manages to get away in one piece. In the end, Bruce Banner heads back to the S.H.I.E.L.D. base he is living on, Pip finds out that his girl left with Quasar, and Thanos? Well, Thanos is there in the last panel, at least. Hey, Gene, we should do a podcast. Sounds like a great idea, Jeff. but what will we talk about? How about a superhero that we both love? Perfect. Someone like Thor or Captain America? Uh, both great choices, but um, I think they're being covered by somebody else already. Wait, I've got it. What about the protector of the universe? Like Voltron? No, no, no. The guy with the jewelry that lets him create whatever he wants. Ah, Green Lantern, nice. Close. No, this guy has cosmic awareness. Captain Marvel? Almost. I mean, Quasar. Ah, oh, Quasar. Who doesn't love a good Quasar? Tune in to the Quantum Cast, covering all things Quasar. Yes, that's right. You can find us at quantumbands.blogspot.com. And on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network. Yeah, that, that didn't sound scripted at all, did it?
All right, I guess we should actually talk about the actual issue now. Do we have to? Yeah, I was reading it this morning to refresh myself because it's been a few weeks since I read it. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, at least he appears in this issue. At the freaking end, in one panel, whoever decided to call this Hulk versus Thanos needs to actually understand what the word verse means. This is more Hulk versus Annihilus. So, yes, folks, once again, Buck is back. Oh, good God. Yeah, you, you know, if I'm ever in a dazed, confused state, just bring something up that's going to irritate me. I'll come running right to you. But, yeah, this goes with what I said before, that, yeah, I'm pretty certain, because he, he even calls him in there in this panel, the Annihilus calls him the Savage Hulk. Does so from really what I read about first? what I read about it's supposed to be a Savage Hulk story. I I'm gonna go with, yeah, I'm pretty certain I was right. Starlin wrote a Savage Hulk story that was then repackaged. They they decided later on. Cause about the time that this was supposed to come out, the Savage Savage Hulk series pretty much just ended. At like issue eight. Yeah, so this, yeah, I'm gonna go with Marvel going, you know what? Let's sell this as a Thanos vs. Hulk series instead of uh Savage Hulk. Our readers are stupid. They'll buy anything. Let's just repackage uh, it. So I don't blame Starlin. I blame because he because if this was a Savage Hulk series, would have been fine. Yeah, it like is definitely read as a Hulk issue. Yeah, again, and you know what? Nothing wrong with that. But I'm under the impression I am going to read Hulk versus Thanos. Show me something. Yeah, not it, just like two panels or sorry, two pages in one issue. In virtual reality, nonetheless, where they fight. It's not even real. It, that, oh my god, it's like the kid waking up at the end of General Hospital and being retarded and like, oh, all this was made in my mind. You mean say it elsewhere? Don't correct me when I'm on a roll. <laughs> but yes, you're <laughs> saying elsewhere. <laughs> I'm just, at least someone knew what I was trying to say. Like, wait, General Hospital is all in fantasy? Holy crap. It's going to be, and I think it's still running. But, yeah, but yes, was... that was like the first twist, and kudos to them for doing that. But really, this, this series should not be titled Hulk vs. Thanos. Yeah, this is marketing getting control of things. Yeah, I, I want to go to New York, walk into a marketing meeting, and just plop a giant deuce on their you know, table and be like, hey, look, it's Mr. Peanut versus your entire fucking plan. Make something of it. Hey, just because marketing gets control doesn't mean bad things happen. I mean, sure, they're the whole reason we had the clone saga. I mean, sorry, not that we had the clone saga. They were going to do the clone saga anyway. But it's the whole reason the clone saga ran for an extra, what, two years longer than it should have? Money. And, and guess what? Hulk is green. Annihilus is green, and that's all they saw. Money they're just like, money. Eh, Thanos is popular, let's put his name on the book. And there's a nice ad at the end for the Thanos Infinity Relativity graphic novel, which I still have to get. Okay, yeah, I actually ha I had a question on that. I, I was wondering, is that a series or is that a graphic novel? Because, you know, I'm not collecting comics right now, so my knowledge of what's current and all that is very low. Yeah, it's a graphic, original graphic novel. The, they already did one, uh, Thanos the Infinity Revelation, which had Thanos and Adam Warlock in it. It was like an oversized hardcover. So Thanos was actually in it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanos and Adam Warlock. 
which is like a rare for this show so far. Yeah. And now this is the second one because they did well enough that they planned he planned on doing at least like a trilogy of them. And this one actually is going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy too. And I'm assuming it will have something to do something from the story will happen in it because Anni- the, that new version of Annihilus is on the cover. God, why can't they? Mm-hmm. I know we were talking about this earlier about originality, but seriously, for for something they they just gotta be a a tad bit more original. Don't don't try to just string us along and get money out of us. Give us good stories. Give us something that hasn't been done to death. Don't introduce these characters just to hype up the movie that's coming out next year or you know other titles. You know just. Give us something of substance for a change. Well, I will say this. They, I mean, I'm sure the reason they let Jerm Starlin do a big Thanos graphic novel is because they can sell now a big Thanos graphic novel at like 25 bucks. But it definitely was Jim Starlin doing a Thanos story. Okay. That, you know, that it wasn't just... feel a bit better. Yeah. And unlike, let's say, this thing, if you went in looking for Jim Starlin doing Thanos, you got Jim Starlin doing Thanos. Okay. Maybe I'll look for that when I go to the comic store, then. Because <laughs> I do like Thanos. And I do like Jim Starlin. Yeah. It was classic Starlin doing Starlin Thanos stuff. It's all kinds of craziness. It took us five episodes to cover it on the show. Oh, wow. Well, it's how like many, 96 uh, pages. Uh, yeah, that's my question. How many pages? Okay. Granted, for one of the episodes, we kind of got distracted, and we, I think we only talked about three pages of the sh- on the show, and then just went on tangents for the rest of the time. But still. I, I, I don't know what going on tangents like with you at all. Yeah, it never happens. No, not at all. I, I'm not an enabler at all with that. No, no. So, uh, page one here. <laughs> Annihilhulk. Not gonna lie, kind of like that name, <laughs> and yeah. I would watch a cartoon called Annihilation. <laughs> I was actually looking at that when I was reading it before. I'm like, it's just kind of weird. I H I H. Oh wow! I didn't even realize that. It just kind of looks weird. It's kind of funny. Yeah. That. Kind of looks like hi. Why did you have to point that? And hi hi ook. Hi hi ook. Okay. Hi hi. You know what? Looking at this title, because the last title was like Transhulkification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Starlin was not, again, Starlin was not intending this to be a Thanos story because all the titles have Hulk in them. Yeah. Oh, freaking marketing. <laughs> okay. I, said, no. I, I am 100% certain. Yeah. It's that. So yeah. I don't throw any blame on Starlin for misleading. And like I said, you read this as a Hulk story, it's fine. Yeah, it's passable. It's a it's whole story decent. that has it happens to have Thanos in it at some points. Barely, but yes. <laughs> oh, it, it's basically it's Starling kind of doing what they used to do in this in the Bronze Age, which is like, oh, you're writing a couple issues of this, and you're kind of continuing the storyline of this character that you like a lot in it. You know, he's not the you're not used usurping the main character of the book here, which here is the Hulk, but you're kind of continuing the story of Thanos. Did this really continue the story of Thanos at all? Uh, depending on what happens in the Infinity Relativity, possibly. 
But you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like in the seventies, you're like when he would be doing like, oh, I'm doing Thanos, I'm doing Iron Man here, Thanos here, and then I did an issue of Marvel feature, and I put Thanos in there, and then I go to Captain Marvel, and then I went to Warlock, and there's Thanos. Yeah, but the the point is this story this story is not progressing Thanos at all, though. I mean, he's I just say there. progressing. It's like continuing. Okay, well, when I, hear, I would say there's a difference. Okay, when I hear continuing, I, I kind of think progressing as far as story goes. Well, I just mean continuing as in it's the next one. You know, here he is again. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You know, progressing would be actual change, something happening. Continuing is just kind of like, you know, here's that, that character appears again. Okay. You know, does the same thing they always do. But yeah, so... And Nihilus is beating the tar out of the Hulk. And he looks a lot bigger than the last time we saw him. <laughs> I thought he kind of towered over the Hulk in the last page. I thought so, but only because of him, like, uh, lurching on, like, debris there and the perspective of the two characters. Uh, maybe, but either but, way he is now. Yeah, but now you see that he's, like, standing up. He's definitely... A lot bigger than the Hulk. And I do... One thing I like about the dumb Hulk is the names he gives people. <laughs> Stupid bug man. Yes. And I, whenever this Hulk talks, I always hear it like that. Duh. <laughs> Why people try to talk to Hulk to death. Yeah. Dummies always think they can kill Hulk with words. Hulk's still here. They not... How hard do you think it's to write like that? <laughs> I think it's got to be kind of fun. Oh, absolutely, but I kind of imagine it takes its toll. Because you you, you, you're, you're hearing it in your, vo- in your head, but it's coming out in, like, actual correct grammar because these guys are, you know, professionals and pros. And I imagine they actually understand how sentence structure should work. And, and then they have that. to break it. They have to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you kind of have to read it like the way I did it. Like you probably have to like talk to yourself like that as you're doing it. Like Hulk, no like you, kind of like a kind of version of a, you know, me Tarzan, you Jane. Yeah, absolutely. You know, without going so far as to going into me Bizarro hate Jimmy Olsen because that's going a step too far. Oh my God, tangent time. I really hope there's a Bizarro. On Supergirl, that would be amazing. That would be cool. I've heard I heard rumors about that. Oh, I hope they're true. Now, do we want Bizarro or Bizarro Supergirl? I don't care. I I just want what the character is—just a backwards version of somebody that's just really weird and out there. I I want the talking, and I want Supergirl to go. What? At some point, like just trying to figure out what he's saying or she's saying, like, wait, wait, wait. So you're going to hit me or no? I'm yeah. confused here. And then Niles blasts him with his fear power. Yeah. Did he ever have that power or is that a new uh, thing? I don't know. Serum. And how screwed up is it that Pip was uh, telling us what was going on? Like, he's been knocked out, but yeah, he's, like, deciphering everything that's going on right now. Well, someone has to. But that kind of defeats him being the, you know, the dumb character like you were talking about last 
Oh my god, I keep calling episodes issues now. Uh, From what I hear, it's a typical podcasting problem. Is it really? I hear it a lot on shows. But are these uh, related directly to uh, comic book uh, podcasts or podcasts in general? Comic ones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can understand it when it's comic book related. I can definitely understand that. But seriously, how how, how does Pip even begin to go down that Occasionally the brain works. So he has to be hungover, essentially, or smacked on the head for his uh, noggin to understand things. Actually, I think it's the opposite. I think it's when he dries out. I mean, he hasn't had a chance to have a drink since the first issue here. Yeah, that's true, and he does say that he is uh, sober. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he just says that this is no hangover. But still, I, I, I felt like they were talking down to us with Pip explaining everything that was going on. It's like, hey, Pip understands it. Why can't you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we really needed the Pip explaining to us the fear thing. I mean, they kind of did tell tell us. I'm showing you fear. Yeah. You know, I mean, Niles screams fear, and you see all kinds of energy blasting out of him, and all of a sudden Hulk gets scared. Yeah. Hulk screams, get away from Hulk. And then there's, like, a look of kind of confusion on his face. Like, scared confusion. Yeah. I mean, they could have just done Pip a little bit of confusing of, like, why is the Hulk running? Yeah. And they could have done a little the whole thing about the animal turning when it gets scared. They could have just done that with, like, a... Oh now, see, God. I don't think I don't think allowed to do that anymore. I was thinking like '70s style captions, like '70s narration. Well, that's kind of what the uh, but I don't know boxes if, are. Yeah, but I'm saying like someone has to do that. It's not going to be Nihilus, and it's not going to be the Hulk. And I don't know if they're allowed to do the, uh, you know, just caption boxes anymore without it being a person saying it. No. Oh. So maybe that's why they had to pick Pip because he's the only one left. Because I don't know if they do that. I don't think they're allowed to do that anymore. Like the you know omnipresent narrator. Maybe it, that's because like the the readers would think, hey, this all isn't currently happening type of thing. Like, oh, it is all fictional, even though you know it's a comic book. Of course, it's fictional, but they, they, they the writers and the companies want us to think that this is a real world within that universe type of deal. You know, I guess. I don't know. I have no problem with the narrator. Eh, neither do I. Being used. But I, I do have a problem with Pip explaining all this, and it just really made me feel condescended to. Yeah. Because they could explain all that with uh, pictures of Hulk running and facial expressions. I mean, we could extrapolate certain things from all that. Or if Blastar was either conscious or alive, because we don't see him again in this issue, so we really can't say for certain which it is. I, I like to think that Blastar's face was punched uh, through the uh, ground last issue. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if it, what if he had done that instead of Pip? It wouldn't be as bad, but I would still feel like they're talking down to us. Okay. Just not as bad, though. Yeah, I kind of got the feeling like Starlin wanted to do kind of like what I was saying, like the 70s um, you know, narrator that mm-hmm. would have said, you know, the corn animal tur- eventually turns and fights. Yeah, but they're not allowed definitely. to do that anymore. They have to have it be some character specifically doing it. So he's like, well, it's got to be Pip because the only one left. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I can understand him do his 
where he got roped into that. But on that hand, it's like, well, at that point, you kind of like maybe you should have just given up on that whole thing then and just not bother with it at all. And I think if they got rid of that line as well, you know, the whole animal corner thing, I wouldn't feel as condescended to as much either. I I think that was just being a a dead horse at that point. It's like, yeah, okay, we we got it from Pip. I picked it up from the page where Annihilus was doing what he was doing, and now you're just, you know, come on now, we're we're not six-year-olds. Yeah. I, for me, it would have been fine. I think, yeah, we could have gotten rid of Pip doing it. We either could have, if they would have let him do the 70s narrator, that would have been fine with that, or just nothing. Yeah, it should have been nothing. No thought boxes, no bubbles after even, oh, Hulk's running. Until, it, until you get to no more running. Yeah. Sorry, no more running. Or whatever. And then he belts the Nihilus. Now, at that point, let me pull that page up real quick. Um, what does he say? No, it's not that page. No, not that page. Although I do like the page where he uh, is just him and Annihilus, and looks like he just got done uppercut him, and Annihilus is falling back. That that just looks cool. I like that. Oh, the lesson learned page. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I would actually like to have that on my wall. <laughs> I I just think that's really neat looking, but um. Where is it? Come on. Now that that is a very nice full page. That's a good use of the full page splash. Yeah. Belts the hell out of him. All right. Well, there's a. Uh, I think it was a little bit. For, oh, there it is. Uh, Pip says, "Nice time in Hulky." Then Hulk says, "Hulk, not Hulk." Okay, I was just reading that incorrectly because, uh, you know, I got home. I was running late for the this episode, so I was reading it a little fast. Uh, when Hulk said Hulk, not Hulky, I was wondering if that meant Bruce Banner is now taking over and if the fight is going to be a lot more strategic. I didn't realize Hulk was just uh, saying, that's not my name. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Hulk, not Hulk, Hulky, Hulk, Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's not me, but damn, that would have been nice if, uh, you know, Banner took over and it was like a little bit more uh, strategic fight in battle. Yeah, no, basically it's just Hulk actually hitting Annalis finally, and Annalis going, Wah, you hurt me. Yeah. I'm not happy. Then, to be fair, Annalis is that kind of little whiner. Yeah, I, I can see that. He'd have a very uh, 12-year-old voice to him. He doesn't like it when he gets hurt. Yeah. You know, it's okay when he blasts you, but when you blast him, it's like, hey. That's not fair. No, now you will pay. Yeah. I've been paying for four issues now. Ugh. And so then Pip finally just, the fight ends because Pip just teleports Hulk away. Oh, gee, wow, what a shock. They finally did what I recommended that they should have done long before just to end the fucking series. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so they teleport back. We still see the uh, marks on Hulk's back. And I... I have to imagine that that is an incredibly strong foe to break the skin of the Hulk. Because oh, yeah. Has, hasn't he taken, like, some incredible poundings from, like, various types of normal weapons, galactic weapons, various uh, villains and heroes, and still come out looking, you know, so fresh and clean, clean for the Hulk? Yeah, well, depending on which version of the Hulk, too, sometimes it's been 
that or it's been a matter of mixture of invulnerability slash really, 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 really rapid healing. Yeah, I was really expecting to see uh, these healed up by now because I, I know if you're green in the Marvel Universe, you got some type of really good healing factor. And what was more interesting is that those marks are still on Bruce's back after he, uh, you know, turned back into Banner. The only thing I think of is that he dropped the Hulk off so close to where, the, where their, his base is that Hulk literally was outside of it that he just kind of ended up turning into Banner like within a minute. So it was still, I, by, by the time it would have healed, already he turned back to Banner. I would have to disagree with you on that because with the way that Hulk was uh, walking out and in the location he's at, and then Banner in the next panel being in some type of town, and then after that we got, you know, the shield base. It, I'd have to imagine that's a pretty long haul, and he was probably picked up in the town. Well, from what I remember, actually the shield base is under that town, and I believe the town actually is mostly abandoned. I think they're like robots or like mannequins or something. That wasn't explained in this series, was it? <laughs> No, in the whole okay. series. Okay, good, good. I I did not know that. All right. Because this is this takes place during the the not the current Hulk series by Jerry Dugan, but the last one by Mark Wade, the Indestructible Hulk. And from what I remember from the first two issues, he that's when he goes to work for Shield, which he is here. And I think they put him like it was a base, like it was underneath, like kind of like the town from um, Indiana Jones and uh, the last one, Crystal Skull, the you one that gets hit by the new. The one that, oh, you ever saw it? No. Uh, did you see Wayward Pines on Fox? No. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> but it's kind of like a bit. It's like a fake town or a bit a ghost town, basically. Because I, I do remember the uh, first issue there where uh, Banner is working with Shield, but I thought that was like out in like Colorado, and they were like surrounded by forest. But I could be wrong, but that's it, what I remember is that he was kind of. Like chances that. are you're more right about this than I am, so. I didn't read that whole series, though, but from what I remember from the first few issues, I think that's what it was, the situation was like. It was like a town right in the middle of the desert or something. Which would make sense. Why would they, you know, that's why, you know, they're going to yeah. have a base for the Hulk. Yeah, you'd wanna, you would want it away from Just in case. populace, yeah. Even if the Hulk's like, yes, I'm willing to work with you. He's still like, yeah, we're still going to put you out in the middle of nowhere. This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is... Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. So, I could be wrong, but I think that's what's supposed to be. So, if it is that, then, you know, it could be like literally right off panel is the town. Yeah, no, that's, that could very well be. Uh, I, I was just really shocked, as much as I can be shocked over something like this, that Banner would still have the marks, so. Yeah, that's, I don't remember if that's something that had been established in this that series, let's say, or something that Starlin just thought would happen. Okay. I'm not sure. I do like that first panel there, though, when you see him like that, he's like, stupid troll. Yeah. Huffing and puffing, going away. Because... As much as I can understand why, peop- why people want to keep changing up the Hulk, because doing the stupid Hulk, like, you can't really get much with him. Right. But the dialogue and the names and the stuff like that has got to be the fun part of doing the stupid Hulk. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I still like when he has, like, he's with the Defenders, like, Birdface, Dumb Magician. 
Sword Girl. The Magician. That was uh, Doctor Strange. Dare he. I think it was like Bird Nose or Bird Face was Nighthawk. I think there should just be a comic book where he just names all the characters in the Marvel Universe. He just sits down. He has like this yearbook of everybody type of deal. He just points at him and calls him Rock like Man. One Eye. Uh, uh, stretchy. Well, no, that Rock Man. Yeah, I, I can't even think of anything clever right now. <laughs> Actually, I was trying to think of something for Ice Man, and the only thing I can think of is Ice. <laughs> well, actually, you probably would say it that way, Ice Dash Man. Yeah, yeah, because it's not—he's not, not going to go Frosty or Frost Man. He'd be like Ice Man. Yeah, it's like how can we get my name? I don't get a nickname. Be kind of like the opposite of like it was kind of like Cisco from uh, the Flash TV show. <sighs> what? I don't get a nickname. Five. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, actually, not that. No, Felicity from this current season of Arrow when she keeps saying. You know, I really should have. A oh code. yeah, I really need a code name. They know now. You know somebody named Felicity. Yeah. You gotta give me a code name. We can talk about this later. <laughs> oh hey, that's right. We still have a issue to finish here. <laughs> oh yeah, I think we did finish it actually. I mean, last we got panel. The part... Oh yeah, that's right. Wait, we have forgot. We have to do the last page. Yep, the last we're, page and the last Pitt panel. Pl- well, no, well, I, actually, the part I like where Pip looks for his girlfriend. Oh. And finds out she ditched him for Quasar. Good for Quasar. Yeah. And Drax the Destroyer's in the panel. She'll leave him as well. Yeah, but I don't think Quasar... Eh, doesn't matter. Quasar got some. Yeah, he will. And you got Drax the Destroyer in a panel there. And we finally have Thanos in a panel. Yes, after two issues. Just sitting there with Doing his hands in the... Uh, Mr. Burns impression. Yep, the evil... Uh, I'm thinking of something diabolical to do here now. Pose. And says nothing. He's plotting. Yeah. And that, 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 that's, that's the freaking series. Womp, 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 womp. A bucket of slime just needs to cover this whole thing. Now, just digitally change the title to Savage Hulk, and you'll be happy. Done. Yeah. At that point, I have no problem with it. Yeah. You're like, hey, cool Hulk story that happened to have Thanos. So screwed up that the title alone is enough to irritate me where I don't like the series. It's marketing. Sometimes that'll do it. I mean, yeah. I think I said it before. We're like, they, yeah, I said it last time about the whole Wally West thing. Yeah. That was, oh, yeah. Really, you yeah. Know, just because you give the character this name, you say, hey, this character's back. It's a completely different person than it was before. It has nothing to do with the history, but we're calling it that name. That does nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I might like the character eventually, but... Yeah. You're just trying to tag on to our emotions from the character from previously. So which is would kind of you recommend this to the listeners as something to read? It wasn't a bad read as long as they understand what they're getting into. That It's a Savage Hulk story. That has Thanos in it. Not yeah. a Thanos story. Not at all a Thanos story. You know, if you like Hulk... Basically, if you don't like the Hulk, don't read this. And I've never been a huge fan of the Hulk in his own comics, but for me, this wasn't bad. I mean, it it was a Hulk story. It hit all the points. We hit, Well, these hit all the points for me. It had Stupid Hulk. It had uh, 
action. And that's pretty much all it takes for a Hulk story to be a Hulk story. Yeah. And these are older Hulk ones. I haven't read any of the newer stuff, really, so I don't know how much the characters changed. If you are, if you like Pip the Troll, then I would say read it. Because there's a lot of Pip the Troll in this series. <laughs> there's a hundred times more Pip the Troll than there is Thanos. Yeah. And if you're a Thanos completist, then you have to get it. And I feel sorry for you. But, you know, hey, if you're a completist, you got to get it. But if you are just somebody who enjoys Thanos stories, even though this is Starlin... Not the one to rush for, because... Or actually, I would say, just read the first two issues. Yeah. That's all you need, because Thanos is not in it anymore. They should really rename this one The Incredible Hulk and His Stupid Friend Pip the Troll. <laughs> they should rename it Savage Hulk number 9, or 10. Or that would work better. Be. Yeah, Marvel's weird with series, like... DC does a big thing about, like, oh, we have these new books, and then something goes wrong, you know, someone says something mean, and all of a sudden they're like, we're canceling it! Marvel just kind of, like, because this, Savage Hulk was coming out when I was still working at the store, and it just all of a sudden stopped being available. <laughs> like, there was no announcement, we didn't know it wasn't, it was, I didn't notice anything about being canceled, it just all of a sudden, I realized, hey, this has been sitting here on the shelf for, like, two months, I haven't gotten... I don't remember seeing any new ones available. It just kind of like stopped. Probably because they knew how bad it was. Well, I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, the first story arc was by Alan Davis. Oh, oh no, I, I meant this title. Not well, this is a miniseries, but I mean, like the yeah. Savage Hulk book just kind of stopped. Yeah. I'm like, uh, you made a big deal about this six months ago, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, we're done with it now. Well, that's just their mo. <laughs> They just keep throwing out another book. We're like, eh, we'll drop it. We don't care if it doesn't sell. We'll just throw out another one. We'll renumber it to number one, put all new in the title. People eat it up until they don't like it, and then we'll cancel it. Yeah. The only good thing is some, about that is sometimes you'll, they'll give it like to a creative team that actually will try something, even if it's only like four or six issues, but you'll get like something cool that mm -hmm. wouldn't have been done before, but since they're throwing everything at the wall, they'll give them a chance to do it. Yeah. Because I have to say, I, really, I started reading it while I was working there. The uh, the Mighty Avengers series, or Captain America and the Mighty Avengers, is was a lot of fun by Al Ewing. I'll take your word on it. <laughs> it was quite enjoyable. I actually liked it a lot. So I'm looking forward to read his uh, new Avengers run. His, he's doing new Avengers now with Sunspot leading the team. So I'm looking forward to that reading that. Now we're up to the part of the show where I shamelessly beg for feedback. Here goes. You can email the show at resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com, follow us on Facebook, just search for Resurrections and Adam Warlock Podcast, or on Tumblr at resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. On both these pages, we post new episodes, as well as images from issues we have covered and what are the random stuff I feel like. The show isn't on Twitter, yet, but I am. You can follow me at Reba02, R-E-B-I-S, Zero two, or just use hashtag Resurrections Adam Warlock. In fact, do that anyway, because that'd be pretty cool. All right, and now it's time for the Friends and Enemies section of the show. And in case you don't know, um, this issue had a cover date of May 2015. So right now we're going to go over whatever Marvel books also had a publication date of May 2015 that either Adam Warlock or Thanos have already appeared in and we've covered on the show. So... Take it away, Buck. Avengers 42. It all comes crashing down. 
by Jonathan Hickman and Stefan Cassil Caselli. Caselli? Caselli? That'd be my yeah. guess. Okay, that, that sounds much better. I'll take it from the Italian. In two, that is Italian, right? <laughs> Mostly. All right, good. In two months, time runs out. That makes me want to read it so much more. Well, because remember, these are the lead-up to Secret Wars. Yeah, but still, they, they should have a little something to, you know, just, just a little something to really wet the whistle. I mean, that doesn't wet my whistle at all. I mean, what, what, what's time running out on? At least give us that much. Is life going to end as we know it? Is a new universe going to pop up? Is a war yeah. going to break out? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were just assuming that with everyone knowing about Secret Wars coming up, they would be all pumped up. I mean, to be fair, the cover for last month for Avengers 41 probably would have helped more because it basically was the cover for, although I guess I could be a little, saying they were being lazy, it was basically the cover for Ultimates number one. Okay. Well, I know the next one. Yeah. Captain Marvel 13. The Seven Seconds Before You Die, Part 2, by Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh, De Warren Ellis, and David Lopez. Look out, Marvel. <laughs> Mighty Marvelites. In this issue, Captain Marvel faces against space swashbucklers. Arr. Who would you put your bets on? Captain Marvel or a group of bloodthirsty space pirates? Come on. Hands down, space pirates. I mean, the pirates in space. Hence, space pirates. Yeah. Uh, so what? Captain Marvel can do things with power and radiation and Trade. flight and other things. But they're space pirates. Arr. Yeah. Do, do they drink space rum? I Probably. Think they have to. Yeah. I think it's law. It's space, space law. It has to be space rum. Yeah. Or space grog. No, it's definitely space rum. Definitely. And they probably have a space blackbeard. Anyways, this is getting really corny even for me. Space parrots. <laughs> and the space poop deck. Space pig legs. Space one eyed pirates. I like the I like the idea of the space peg leg. It would be like, you know, be a peg leg but it would have like, you know, stuff inside of it. You know, I, I don't see it as being like an actual physical leg. It would just be like a uh little mechanical device that projects, like, solid light or something like that. You can, like, see right through it. Oh, that's a cool idea. Fantastic Four, number 644. Back in Blue, part four, by James Robinson, Leonard Kirk, Scott Hanna, and uh, Carl Cassell. The most controversial Fantastic Four story of the century. Oh, my God, and all that's in caps. You know they're serious now. Yes. Will a thing survive the worldwide attack from the twisted heroes and creatures of the Franklin universe? Will Sleepwalker lead Sue, Jim Hammond, and Namor into a nightmare scenario? Reed Richards versus The Quiet Man. The first one to speak loses. Yes. So it'll probably be Reed Richards. Okay, so who the hell is The Quiet Man? I actually do not know this one. He's a new villain. Okay. And I'm I'm just gonna take a guess here, but his power is to like make people silent. Uh, and he calls himself the Quiet Man because he's been like overlooked, so he like he's in the background. So like everything that happened to them throughout like that last series, in the the last series that came out, or, like all the the uh, if you heard anything about it, like them their headquarters being taken away and the kids being taken away from them, and 
It was all his doing? It was all him manipulating it. Okay. So does he have any actual real power? Like, I mean, like, cosmic power, mutant power, or is he just a sword? I'm not sure. I forget, actually. Okay. Reed does insult him a lot, though, so I like that. Oh, Reed, what an asshole. Well, apparently this guy was basically because he he's upset because he didn't get Sue. Mostly because he didn't talk to her. Well, and he was like, so damn quiet. Yeah, basically, he's like, it's your own damn fault. Like, shut up. It's like, all this just because you didn't have the, the guts to talk to the girl? Grow a pair. Well, that's not quite fair coming from the man who can stretch things. He had the girl before he could stretch things. Fair enough. But I mean, I'm not saying how, that doesn't help, but yeah. he had so her before. How, how is this issue controversial? It's controversial. Well, I think they're just commenting on the fact that this is the storyline that where they were ending the series, and that was causing, remember, that was like all kinds of oh, so controversy this, because of th- it. This was the final issue in the series, then? Uh, this is the next to the final issue. Okay. There'll be one more issue, and that's the last one. Alright. And they even go through, I forget if the other, all the other covers did it, but like, this cover has shows a picture of like the thing exploding. He doesn't explode at all, but I think they were just kind of going with the fact that we're ending the series, because this is like the next last issue, when they were ending the series and everyone's going nuts. Because, mm-hmm. oh my god, they're ending the book for the eighth time. It'll never be back again! Until next time. Until the next time. But oh no, they're in different series, and that means they can never come back! I almost forgot my turn. So, Hulk number 12. The Omega Hulk, Chapter 8, by Jerry Dugan, Mark Bagley, and Andrew Hennessy. Gamma Guns in Glory. Doc Green's wayward artificial intelligence causes more problems for the Gamma Corps. Doc Green receives training from an unexpected tutor, Iron Fist. And Hulk number 13, The Omega Hulk, Chapter 9, by the same people. Guest starring Deadpool. Doc Green hires Deadpool for a very sensitive mission. Is he more trouble than he's worth? An unexpected person voices concern over Doc Green's anti-gamma campaign. Did we mention Deadpool? Deadpool. I felt it needed to be said one more time. Okay. Chimichanga. Yeah. Superior Iron Man number six. In his own image by Tom Taylor and Laura Braga. What shocking revelations have left Tony Stark reeling? Will Pepper Potts turn her back on Tony for good? The impossible is working against him. Doubt is creeping in. His history is uncertain. And his future has just been complicated by another ghost of the past. More alcohol. I need alcohol after reading that. (laughs) I need alcohol after every one of my fucking shifts. (laughs) And Thor number six, Who Holds the Hammer? By Jason Aaron and Russell Dutterman. Who is Thor? That's the question on everyone's lips, most especially Prince Odinson of Asgard. This issue, he starts to narrow down the list of suspects. Meanwhile, tensions start to flare between the All-Mother and the All-Father. Malekith forges his most dangerous pact yet, and Thor prepares to face her greatest challenge. I'm sorry, I was listening, but at the same time I was looking at the uh, first look at Benedict Cumberbunch as Doctor Strange on Entertainment Magazine. Oh, how's it look? From this picture, pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's got the gray patch in the hair. He has the goatee going on. He's casting what I am going to say is 
a protection of the seraphim just because I don't know what the hell he's casting. I just like saying seraphim. <laughs> but he's doing the finger thing that looks like kind of like uh, the metal symbol. No, he's holding out his hand, and it has uh, some type of magical energy around it that has Aldrich symbols and things like that. So you can't really see his hand, but it's just like, you know, he's putting his hand outwards. Okay. Yeah. But he has the Eye of Agamotto uh, around his neck. The cape doesn't look corny from what I can see. I mean, it's just one photo, so. But it looks good. Well... Hopefully, from what we talked about last time with the uh, problems with the Iron Man, I mean Iron Fist show, po- mm. or possible problems, if Doctor Strange does really well, maybe that'll help them kind of go, oh, okay, we could do an Iron Fist, sh- Iron Fist show. I like how you said, if it goes really well. Oh, gotta hope. I mean... It, it, it's a Marvel movie. Uh, realistically, it's gonna do well. I, I'm hoping, and I have faith. I mean, even the one I've liked the least, I still have liked a lot. And which one would that be? Um, hmm. I'm not really sure. Okay. Have you seen Man-Thing? I'm not counting that. Why not? You don't like Man-Thing? Actually, I don't know if I've seen Man-Thing. Yeah, I bet you haven't. (laughs) Yeah. That was a penis-sized joke. I see. I was going to say, no, I haven't had any, you know, uncomfortable encounters in the YMCA like you. (laughs) But you really haven't seen the movie? I'm actually... I don't know if I've seen Man-Thing movie. I know I know it was on, like, sci-fi or something. No, it was a directed DVD, and it came out when I was working at the movie store, so that would have been early 2000s, I believe, yeah. Maybe 2002, 2003, that area. And it was an R-rated film. One of their few R-rated uh, properties. Really? Yeah, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And I, I really don't remember much. I just remember after watching it saying, I kind of got to add this to my collection. I kind of do want to see it. Oh, know. it is on the site I use, Voodoo. You mm-hmm. know, it's where it binds us up digitally. Yeah. For $6. Hmm. Eight bucks if I want HD, but I really don't care. I thought Voodoo was just another streaming uh, service like Netflix. It's more like uh, iTunes, let's say. Okay. Where like it, it's you know you can sign you know you can make an account for it and it costs you nothing and you can do nothing with it ever. You know you just you can buy but you use it to buy you know they have excuse me you know movies and shows on there you can buy or rent for digital and like you know app you know like uh, iTunes you know you can get a season pass for a show so. For the whole season, so instead of paying like it's usually two bucks an episode, it's a little less than that. You get the episodes within a day or so after they're on TV. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. At least I think it's a day or so. I'm not sure. I'd have to check. Okay, so it came out in 2005. Yep. And the plot is: agents of an oil tycoon vanish while exploring a swamp marked for drilling. The local sheriff investigates and faces a seminal legend. Uh, Oh, holy shit, a seminal legend come to life, Man-Thing, a shambling swamp monster whose touch burns those who f- feel fear. Oh, but I'm seeing they have people playing the ca- parts. Someone plays a character named Mike Plug, and someone plays a character called Steve Gerber, so that's cool. Yeah, I don't really remember much of him. 
And it's an R-rated film, although it only got a 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. But you yeah, know, I mean, at some point I'm going to go, we'll buy this, because I'm just curious enough to watch it. And for five, six bucks, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, Rachel uh, Tyler is in it, the uh, chick who plays uh, Trish from uh, Jessica Jones. That's who that is? Yeah. Oh, I, I love her and Jessica Jones. Yeah, she's pretty good. I am so hoping... That they, she becomes Hellcat. Yes, because in that, that, that like in the episodes I saw, you saw her with the bruises, and then you saw her bleeding, and I'm like, oh crap! Don't tell me they're gonna go with like a typical. Oh, I'm on. I'm a celebrity, even though she's in radio. So I'm I'm gonna be anorexic or something. And then you so they show her training with the guy. I'm like, oh, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah it's not that she, like she. It's that she's badass. That's the problem. That's what happened to her. Yeah. Well, watch. Uh... The series, her badass attitude is not really there. Well, I mean, she's not going to be as badass as the other, but, like, she's still, she's at least trying to be badass with the training. So, I like that. It's a start, you know? Okay, fair enough. But I, I do I do like her character in the show. I just don't see her as a badass at all. To me, it's more about her just trying to defend herself and not be such a... Uh, like a ball and chain to uh, Jessica. Yeah. And I love the fact that they kept with the uh, more or less her history in the fact that she had the comics about her. So in the comics, she was a radio host because I don't remember ever really. Well, she wasn't a, I don't know about her being a radio host, but in the comics, they originally she was. they She was from like a character called a comic Patsy and Heidi, which is like similar to uh, Millie the Model type comic. And then when they actually brought her into stuff like Avengers, they basically said, yeah, she was in that, you know, her mom made this comic about her and her friends, like an Archie style comic. Uh, because the only thing I ever uh, read her in was uh, West Coast Avengers and they were playing up her um, attachment. Oh, what, what was the story arc? Uh, she was like trying to get away from somebody or hiding from someone who was like after her for her ability. He had to kill her in some sort of ritual to become like the ultimate power or some shit like that. Oh yeah. I, that's like early issues, like the first tw- first year or two, right? That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know of that one. I don't really remember it, but yeah, I know initially when they introduced her, because that's what it was. It was like the comic Patsy and Heidi that Marvel had published. They basically mm. said, yeah, it existed in the Marvel Universe too, and it was her mom made it. You know, using her and her friends as like a as like a basis for the story. Wait until you get to the episode with her mom in it. it oh, Jessica has some fun with her. That should be entertaining. I mean, it's not violent or anything, but it definitely uh, gives you. It definitely uh, expands on the relationship between Jessica and Trish. Which is really neat. Cool. Yeah. Although I felt kind of stupid at first when, like, they first showed her, and I'm like, oh, Trish Walker. I'm like, oh, I guess she's supposed to be, you know, Patsy Walker, but okay. And then I realized later on, like, oh, yeah, Patricia. It could yeah. go either way. Yeah. It's the same. It's not a different name. They just use a different ver- nickname, basically. But it's the same damn name, dummy. Pretty much. Justice League International. Bwahaha Podcast. A new monthly show chronicling the adventures of the JLI era by Keith Giffen and J.M. DeMatteis will be going issue by issue in release order. 
tackling the core Justice League title, Justice League Europe, and the quarterly book. Along the way, we'll take time out for special episodes covering various spin-offs, cartoon appearances, the infamous TV pilot, and much more. So join me in an ever-changing roster of guest hosts as we celebrate your favorite JLI members, such as... Martian Manhunter. Batman. Dr. Fate. Black Canary. Fire. Ice. Maxwell Lord. Oberon. Captain Marvel. Rocket Red. Captain Adam. Mr. Miracle. Guy Gardner. Booster Gold. Blue Beetle. Nort. And many, many more. Justice League International. Blah ha ha podcast. Coming March 2016 as part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. Want to make something of it? This show can now be found on Stitcher. In case you don't know what Stitcher is, Stitcher is Radio On Demand, a free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discovered from 20,000 others. Available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. I would like to thank everyone who has gone to and liked our Facebook page, and everyone who has followed our Tumblr page. So starting this episode, I want to actually thank them by name. And I'm going to do that for the next several episodes until I get through everybody. And hopefully more of you will start liking it or following it so you can hear your name said. And I don't have to stop. But let's start with our Facebook page. We have likes from Keith Mason, or Keith Monkey Mason, who has written in a few times. John M. Wilson, we know who he is. Brian Zeno, we know who that is. Paul Showens, co-host of GeekPod. Denny Clinton, and Corey Lynch, who is co-host of Cool Beer and Comics Podcast. Check that out as well. So, thank you very much, guys, and be here next episode for a couple more names said. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production, and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. second i'm gonna refill my coffee okay while he's gone i'm gonna fart for 45 seconds into the microphone to see if he you know actually picks up on anything and i have no gas damn i guess i can tell penis jokes no, that's been done to, done to death.
I have a friend who takes off his shirt and he's still wearing a sweater. True story. I once pooped a turd so tiny and dense that it would not flush. All right, I'm back. What's going on? Ah, uh, just got refresh coffee. <laughs>